0: Have you missed me, my loyal listeners? I'm certain it has not escaped your notice that there has been an electricity growing in the town this past week. The rumor mill turning in that quickening cadence that has served to signify time and time again of an impending something. Whether scandal or success... Duel or dalliance, tryst or triumph, all the ineffable signs are there. The ton is a titter, and if you require further evidence of this, you need look no further than the postman, whose brand new shoes will soon require a visit to the cobbler, due in large part to the frequency of the correspondence he carries. Perhaps we should open a letter or two together... Something is starting, dear listener, and I, for one, cannot wait to see how it will end. Everyone's very excited for the Queen's Lunchbox coming up. As the days uh, roll by and rehearsals begin, and it seems like we've actually got a bit of, like, almost dueling theaters kind of thing, (laughs) Mm -hmm. where uh, Magnus has promised to help train the sword fighting (laughs) in Eustace's play hosted by Imogene and his erstwhile adoptive brother has agreed to star in Nellie's play. We're going to go to the epistolary phase where each of our characters are going to write up to two letters and deliver them. They can be to anyone You wish they can contain anything you want. You can tell us the general contents of the letter. For example, like I write a very obnoxious letter to Tabitha, telling her off, or you can, you know, give us some more prose, whatever you wish.
1: I I would like to use a resolve token, um, if possible. To have, I'm really interested in that idea that we came up with with the rumor of Nellie kind of protecting Imogene. Um, mm. So I would like to write, have Imogene write
0: a letter to Nelly.
2: I'll take it. Oh. I'll take it. That's great. That's great.
0: Okay. That's awesome. Thank That's you. Great. Okay, love this. Do you have what is the contents of the letters that you just want to leave it up to chance?
1: I would like to see if that rumor has any sort of um, truthfulness.
2: Ooh, do you want me to monologue about this, or do you want me to write the letter?
1: Um, so maybe a letter. I think a letter. I think a letter. Yeah. Okay, a letter cool. would be fun because cool. we're in the letter cool. section.
2: Cool. All right. <laughs> um, I need a second. I wasn't going to write a letter, that alley. I need to think.
0: <laughs> totally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, let's save. Let's uh, save that for a little bit while you think on that, and we'll go around to any. Would anyone else to like uh, to send a letter?
3: Um, I will. Send a letter to my brother Ignatius. Oh. Mm. <clears throat> so Georgina writes a letter and it says, My dearest brother, it delights me so that you have agreed to appear as the title character in Miss Nellie Flintstone's latest theatrical piece, The Queen's Lunchbox. As you know, the play's premiere is set to take place on the grounds of our estate here, and I do believe that by you starring in it, there is no way that Mama could possibly deny your admittance. You see, she is rather concerned about the way that you've been behaving as of late, or as so we have heard from uh, Lieutenant Fitzgerald, it would seem that you are something of a philanderer, but I do not believe that that is true, for it is my belief that you are a man of the arts who has great passion, and that through this performance you will prove to Mama that you are... have greater qualities than simply spending other people's money and you are in fact a contributing member of society who brings great joy unto others as you bring to me simply by virtue of being my elder brother yours truly your sister Georgina
4: beautiful Beautiful Are
1: we letter? calling Mama is Mama both moms then? I just wanna to... Mama
3: is a typical Regency.
1: Okay, got it. So should I go by parent. Mama um Fitzgerald? Sure. <laughs> Mama Fitzgerald. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Lovely.
4: Okay, I I'd like to write a letter back to uh <laughs> Georgina. <laughs> My dearest sister. Thank you so much for the opportunity to reconnect with you and my our dear parents I wish to do everything in my power to prove to them that I am indeed a son worth having and considering uh, as as such and You do me such kindness in thinking of me and elevating me to this position. I will do whatever I can to prove you correct in your assumptions of my character and my ability to play a character in a play. (laughs) Any good words you can put forward to mother and father to tell them that I do not... Harbor any resentment for their abandoning of me all these years ago. Please let them know that I am ready to start anew and my motives are pure.
0: Pure spilled with a lot of pure. A- yes. A- yes. A- I want to write a letter to.
1: Magnus from Mama Fitzgerald. Oh, Mama! Is that? Am I allowed to do that?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: My dear boy, <laughs> I love you so much. Oh, my You mom. looked so cute at Imogene's party. You were so good at dancing. Your hair, the little curl that you allowed to poke out of your hair, so cute. My boy, I'm so happy that you're home and I hope you don't go back to the war, whatever war we're in. I beg of you to stay with me, your mama Fitzgerald, for the rest of your life. Love, Mama
5: Fitzgerald.
6: I really like to imagine that um, Magnus is still living at home, so she just writes this letter <laughs> yes, and delivers exactly. it to him in his room. <laughs>
7: exactly. <laughs> just
6: slides it under exactly. his door. Yes. I just open it and go... <laughs> M- Mama, what what is this?
1: I love you. I love you so much.
6: <laughs> Mama, You're it, baby boy. It's tactical my baby footwork. Boy. It's not my dancing.
5: No,
2: I'm I'm a man, mother. I'm a ba- Mama. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, I think I can do this. I can I I want to do this. I want to do I want to do the letter to Nelly. Okay. <laughs> My dear estranged ex-fiancé, <laughs> it has occurred to me that there is a certain rumour going around of my impropriety during our engagement, but I assure you I remained as loyal as ever to you until such a time that you broke it off. I had no intentions of spoiling the arrangement that I thought was quite an opportune one for both of us, considering how desperately in need of a patron you were, whether because of your lack of ability to get funds from your family, or because of your inability to secure a patron with your own talents. I assure you that I did nothing untoward, and whatever relationships I may pursue now are clearly of my own volition and freedom which you have secured for me so kindly. Sincerely, dearest Imogene Galloway. Yes. I do hope that your play at the luncheon goes quite well, as I will be watching with
1: fondness.
2: Interesting.
6: Yeah, I wanted to write a letter to Imogene. Mm hmm. My dearest Imogene, thank you so much for making a otherwise unpleasant evening just a little bit interesting. I recently noted the havoc you've been wreaking on Miss Burnstone continuing to worsen, and it has brought me some measure of joy. I truly enjoy uh, a bit of misinformation being spread about. If you are still interested in combining forces, I believe we may be able to satisfy both your desires and my own to see this particular play do slightly worse than anticipated. Yours truly, Magnus.
2: So Imogene's going to get that letter and is going to immediately start writing a response to handle like, to Jorvis. Jorvis, My dearest Lieutenant Fitzgerald, your missive is found very warmly. Thank you so much for being such a kind partner at the party. As far as our mutual desires, I do believe that something can be arranged to make sure that all of them come to fruition. If, If you would like, we may discuss this in earnest at tea prior to the lunch that is going to be happening, at which time we may discuss our plans for the future. Yours in earnest, Imogene
0: Okay, I want to hear... I actually want Imogene to monologue... Okay. I want to give you a monologue token. Okay. Because I want to hear you're in love with Magnus and Georgina. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: These two people are at odds, kind of warring over the soul of Ignatius, who's (laughs) going to be starring in the play of your recent ex. And not only that, Georgina has eyes for my ex.
2: <laughs> and have right. for a number of years, <laughs> and, uh, for twelve years, it's and, so there's, messy. Right. and I'm
0: also in love with her. So, so messy. Yes. So, how it's are messy. you feeling about being in love with these two people who are kind of at odds with each other and you? And tell us what you're wearing. <laughs>
2: As I am monologuing, I am standing at nighttime on my balcony outside my bedroom, long gauzy curtains behind me, I'm wearing <laughs> a silk-pink dressing gown over this white shift, looking at the moon and the stars with my hands on the actual like balustrade, just like... It seems that the trail is not only a one-way street, it must be infinitely more complicated by the arrival of Georgina. I do not know how I yet feel about her relationship reviving with my ex-fiance, as it seems a little bit too opportune that she would return just as the engagement was called off. And yet, I cannot find it in my heart to truly hate her. The innocence of young love remains ever unspoiled in my heart, even as I must deal with adult issues. And then, of course, this Magnus. It appears that we are at the crossroads where I must cross not only one that I love, with the aid of another that I also love, but I must cross blades with someone that I was engaged to. It appears the battleground of hearts is just at the beginning, and I must reign supreme over it. Otherwise, I'll end up like Tabitha, my reputation in tatters, a lonely 26-year-old with no one in my life, far beyond spinsterdom and into thornback territory. <laughs> <laughs> I must succeed. But what will become of this? What is to become of my heart if Nellie's reputation tanks right alongside Georgina? And what of Ignatius? He has a part to play in this as well, and it appears that Georgina wants him one way, and Magnus wishes him another. But also, can I win Magnus's heart? He is so dead set against the theatre? Questions that must be answered.
0: And the moon shines on a young, very rich, beautiful girl in the English country evening. And we go to our next letter. Who's going to send the next letter? Everyone can send up to two.
6: I'd actually love to send uh, a letter to Chrysanthemum Lockhart. Okay. However, I, I would like it Mother to be Mother Lockhart. Uh, I would like it to be unsigned.
0: Oh. An anonymous,
6: oh. Letter oh and anonymous, anonymous letter. An
0: anonymous. Q anon. <laughs> Q anon. Just
2: kidding.
6: Just kidding. Yeah.
5: QAnon. Okay, How'd you get Q-anon in
6: here. what
2: epistolary letters from QAnon. QAnon,
6: get out of here, QAnon. No, no, the bro. crypto
7: uprising has begun.
6: Oh, QAnon.
7: Oh, QAnon. I Feel the Bitcoin beating within my heart <laughs> eternally.
6: And I just wanted to be a very simple note. That just says, Ignatius may seem a fool, but you would be a fool not to recognize that you have a wonderful son
3: Aww. Aww.
6: though though Magnus very dearly wants to like wants Ignatius to straighten up, it really broke his heart to see his own mother not uh giving him a chance in that moment, because I mean we've been brothers for so long in everything but in blood uh, that he knows how much this meant to him and how much. That must have cut deeply, so I want this to be nothing about this letter is kind. this is a this is as aggressive as possible to this one being like you're an idiot if you don't love this boy.
0: Chrysanthemum receives the letter and is is aghast. uh asks the butler who delivered it all kinds of questions about where where it's from and who they think sent it, but they they don't know they can't figure it out. It was cleverly hidden. My love, are you in a tizzy? Are <laughs> oh, t- you seem distraught? <clears throat> oh my dear boy, perhaps I have been too callous, but we have our new fortune to think about and the reputation of our beloved Georgina to protect. Her. And then she just lapses into a, a thoughtful silence, and perhaps there is a tear glistening in her eye. Uh,
3: Georgina is going to send a letter to Imogene. Mm -mm. oh my god my dear miss galloway it is my express wish that you should join us at the luncheon wherein we shall be debuting the play by one nelly flintstone entitled the queen's lunchbox it is my understanding that an engagement between the two of you did not end on the best of terms and as I do so fondly remember our times together in childhood I wondered if for this particular occasion you might put aside any ill will that you feel towards Miss Flintstone and join with me on stage to present the play at the opening I do think that You would be so well-received, seeing as you are a mainstay and known amongst the ton as being the finest hostess that we have, and I, being younger and new to good society, am afraid that I might misstep. So, if you would do me the kindness of joining me in welcoming our guests. I do so believe that it would be a great help to me and a great joy for all to see. And that perhaps it could be a step in the right direction of making long-term amends between yourself and Miss Blinstone amongst whom there does seem to be such an understandable sadness Yours most gratefully, Miss Georgina Lockhart.
2: Imogene receives this letter and just looks at Jorvis. Yoga <laughs> Yoga <laughs> No, 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 no. One must, one must. <sighs> she clearly does not know social crisis. She is new money after all. <laughs> but she does prepare some interesting tactic. Jorvis, how long would it be before Magnus arrives for tea?
7: Oh, I do is doing about uh, three quarters, of a quarter three quarters of an hour, milady.
2: Um take my response to um the Mrs. Lockhart. It would be too formal to say lady, after all, they are not of noble birth. Pen it yourself. I do not have time. Of course. But say that I accept the invitation and I am glad to present the play of one Nellie Flinster.
0: Oh, Jorvis takes the letter uh, back with the, the kind acceptance.
2: What's that thing that
6: people used to put at the bottom of letters? Uh, dictated not read.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> Just that like little fuck you at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um
1: I'll, uh, Nelly sends um a letter to Ignatius.
5: Ooh.
1: Um but it's just different drawings of lunch boxes um, for inspiration. Um and then at the bottom it says hopefully this
0: helps. Um, <laughs> And this being uh, the times of Jane Austen, uh, 1800s, the lunch boxes are all like these elaborate woven- Like picnic, like, basket. picnic baskets. Yeah. Yeah. With like different kinds of like wicker and uh, lacquer on them and clever little latches and different diagrams of, like showing them from the side. Like here you can fit like two wine glasses in this one and then like all those different kinds of salad forks in this one.
6: But then one of them has the Adams Family on the front.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then one of them has the Adams family, and there's another one with like Transformers or on it. Or the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> those ones are like scratched like, out. Oh, no, no,
4: no. <laughs> Ignatius receives this letter and uh, takes it, uh, takes it to his room and uh, and and ponders on it and thinks, "Yes, yes, yes. very good. Yes, they, they certainly." Certainly help. Um. Ignatius, what are you you've been in there for three days? Lunch box. (laughs) Lunch box. Lunch box.
6: Ignatius, I can't sleep when you do
4: this. I keep the lunch safe inside my woven walls. (laughs) I.
6: Ignatius, it's Make 2 sure the lunch
4: <laughs> is the correct temperature Ignatius. for when it is to be enjoyed on the picnic. Ignatius, I am the lunchbox.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am the lunchbox. I'll put you
6: in the lunchbox if you don't go to sleep. Ignatius, lunchbox.
0: <laughs> 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 Perfect. I love this very avant garde play. <laughs> <laughs> The most astute of my listeners will know the most important truth of the ton. It is a battleground, and one must choose their weapon with care. The barbaric pawns employ the broad, blunted weapon of gossip. Their blades swing wide and slow, so that all but the most foolish can easily parry their strikes. More skilled tacticians choose the rapier of rumour, A quick, nimble weapon, more difficult to master, but its wielders understand that victory can be found through a deft riposte and a devastating thrust. But there is one weapon that the shrewdest among us know to be the most powerful. It is the armament of choice for the brigadiers and the generals, those select few who choose to view the full board rather than just its pieces. It is a caustic brew that breeds all manner of artifice, ruse, and subterfuge. And I'm willing to wager you've held this very dagger without ever realizing its lethality. For there is no greater tool of war than a good cup of tea. I sense there are some among you who don't believe me. To those dear listeners, I challenge you to consider this. Have you ever seen
7: a more insidious place than a tea room?
0: So, Magnus, you arrive. Um... By foot, perhaps by carriage. How how do you arrive? As uh, Jorvis is there to welcome you at the front of this palatial estate. Uh,
6: Magnus arrives uh, by horse. He he like rides a horse through town. Uh, hands off, hands off the reins to to Jorvis. Uh, Do do be sure that he's taken care of. This is uh, a fine steed.
0: Of course, uh, he calls over uh, a stable hand who looks exactly like the one in Bridgerton. Weirdly. <laughs> Hands <laughs> the reins off to him. And says, right this
7: way, sir. She's expecting you in the drawing room. Uh The the afternoon drawing room. We'd never think to go in the morning drawing room or the oh, evening drawing. Oh, of course, room What do you think we have? <gasps> oh, please, right <laughs> this way.
2: I feel like Dorvis is fucking the stable hand.
0: Dorvis is for sure fucking the stable hand. He's got a, 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 he wipes a little bit of uh, straw off that no one else sees, (laughs) but he he picks a little straw out of his uniform. Nice. And then ushers you in.
6: As we're walking, Magnus just kind of checks out the stable hand as he's walking away with the horse, just like,
0: okay, okay. The stable hand's got a tight ass. All right. Noted. Hot. Noted. (laughs) Noted. Okay. Important. These are the important issues.
4: (laughs) spend a resolve token to make sure the stable hand has a tight ass
2: <laughs> here's it's a monologue so token tight. i want to hear what you think
0: about the stable hand's
2: ass. <laughs> is this true are we doing this yes. you know what it'll be funny i want to hear what magnus thinks <laughs> go. of the stable hand height i want you to go off on how hot the stable hand is mm-hmm. Magnus
6: sees the the stable hand as he like approaches, and it's one of those things where like he sees him, he hands off the reins, goes back to look at Jorvis, and then like his brain connects it, and his eyes just go whoo, right back to the stable hand, just kind of like hands the reins. Their hands touch momentarily. He's just like, he's oh, <laughs> got very rough hands, uh, like very you know very manly muscular hands. Hands in the reins. He's got like you know not quite a cutoff shirt, but he's got like a uh, oh what's the oh he's got like sleeves rolled up. Rolled he's got up. like a bit of mud all around. And walks with the horse in a very like capable manner. Like he pulls on the horse. And this is not a horse to be to be reckoned with. Like not everyone can handle this horse. It took Magnus. The
0: military horse. Yeah, it's a strong, strong horse. Very,
6: very yeah. a single-minded horse. And it, it took Magnus a couple of weeks to get this horse to like obey him at all times, type thing. And this stable hand just kind of goes and kind of just gives a little tug. And the horse immediately whips over and just starts walking and Magnus kind of looks at the horse, looks at the stable hand, as the stable hand's making eyes at Jorvis. Uh, doesn't clock <laughs> that, but just kind of goes, follows the stable hand's eyes, and then just strokes down his back with his eyes, and it goes back, 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 but dog. <laughs> Magnus is fit. He considers himself a connoisseur of physique, and he knows uh, he knows the physique when he sees one. <laughs> And it's also nice because this is this is Stablehand who clearly, uh, you know, it's like hot but doesn't know it. Like he's just wearing, he just wears regular pants today, but like no, no, no. <laughs> I
0: love that. That's how so does Magnus? Funny. How does Magnus feel about being uh, attracted, even momentarily, to someone of a much lower class?
6: Mm. I don't think Magnus necessarily sees it as like a, a class thing. He's like, this guy's in a class of his own because. <laughs> If, if you wow. if you yeah. take care yeah.
2: of it
1: that good yeah
2: yeah a butt that transcends the needs of society that is. I think
6: <laughs> I think Magnus respects like the work that was put into this and he respects the craftsmanship of both yes. like of both the guy leading the horse <laughs> like he's good at his trade and takes care of himself he is crafted he has sculpted himself. Magnus is down with that
0: I have to know what the stable hand's name is. Only I'll only need a first name. I gotta know what it is.
6: Ooh, I think I think I, I turned to Jorvis. Hunter. Like, Hunter?
0: Hunter. 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 I was gonna <laughs> say Christopher. Ooh. Christopher. Ooh. How about Christopher, Christopher Hunter? Hunter? Christopher Ooh. Hunter. And
2: Christopher Hunter. <laughs>
0: Christopher Hunter. Which I'm sure fully sounds like a porn <laughs> name. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm,
6: yeah. Very casually, as we're walking in, um, I just turned to Jorvis and just go.
0: Ooh, that, that very
6: capable uh, stable hand. What, what was his name?
7: Oh, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's uh, C- uh, Christopher Hunter. He's quite capable, I assure you. He's come to us uh, uh, a re- few recent months ago. Was highly recommended and has
0: done quite a good job. <laughs> uh, you see Jorvis, <laughs> the color rises a bit in Jorvis' has face and he... Um, <laughs> gets uh, seems a bit flustered, and then uh, please sir,
7: write this way uh, the lady is expecting you.
6: I've just never seen anyone handle buttercup so well it's it's very impressive
7: handle buttercup indeed he does <laughs> right way, magnus kind of
6: like accepts that as a normal thing to say, and then kind of it clicks, and he goes, wait a minute <laughs> uh but it, but at that time we've arrived and i see i see
2: Imogen and um Go over to greet her. Imogen is at the window looking at the sailor. Just like watching and just like, such a good hire. Best hire we've ever done.
6: Magnus comes up and goes, It's a book of art. Oh, Miss Galloway. Oh, Magnus. And then he sees your eyes and goes, Oh, uh, yeah. No, 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 it can wait. It can wait. (laughs) It's
0: It's correct, is it not?
2: It's correct.
6: It is absolutely correct
0: jorvis comes up behind the two of you at a polite respectful distance and you all three just have a moment (laughs) watching christopher hunter lead (laughs) this this magnificent military horse into the stables and you all kind of cock your heads to the left in the same way at the same time just lost in daydreams of a stable hand's ass it's a moment where (laughs) the classes are united And then you all remember yourselves and Jorvis uh, quickly excuses himself to go get some tea and light refreshments uh, for the two of you. Leaving, I suppose, the two of you alone. Is that too scandalous or should he stay? I believe he would
2: stay by the door.
0: I believe he'll stay by the door and he'll ring for tea. Mm -hmm. Yes, so Jorvis uh, stands by the door uh, and rings for tea.
2: Thank you so much for meeting with me, Lieutenant. Of course. Um, I appreciate it. And we need must discuss some details about the picnic. I have been directly invited and asked to, how should I say, officiate the start of the play with one Georgina Lockhart.
6: Invited directly into the enemy camp? Absolutely. Most intriguing and most advantageous, don't you think?
2: I think so, too. Now, the only thing we need to do is figure out how to turn to our advantage. Yes. Your goal, as I understand it, and if we are to talk directly in private about it, is to make sure that Ignatius does not fall down a path of ruin, correct?
6: I simply wish to shake him from this path that he's down. I don't wish to embarrass him or destroy him in any way. I just want him to do... I want him to realize this is not the path for him.
2: I see. Well, the complicated matter is that this involves both my ex-fiancé and Georgina. Now, Georgina is quite young. (laughs) We just (laughs) sit here at 19. She has some
6: interesting thoughts on how Ignatius should be living his life that I don't quite agree with.
2: Hmm, I see. A war between siblings, regardless of blood, right? Indeed. Well, I would not delight in ruining Georgina, especially since she is here on her, well, she's new to town. And um, tragically, it seems that her um, flashy ways may get her in trouble anyway. But she's well-liked, and I would like not to Alienated. However, I do not take well to what Nellie is doing. Mm. After all, it was difficult to manage finances for her as well as, you know, be a patron of a place. So if I am admitting it in private, the plays are actually quite good. And I am worried that this may overshadow Eustace, who I must admit I did support in a fit of pique and pettiness, and I should have found someone quite better. Maybe brought someone in from London or something because he's an absolute ignoramus.
6: <laughs> <sighs> On that we can agree, but don't mm. don't trouble yourself. Pride is a sin I find myself guilty of often as well. Mm. But I think we find ourselves at a very perilous position. Mm. We have many goals, that we wish to achieve. And we must walk a very fine line to make sure that victory in this matter is not a pyrrhic one.
2: Yes. Um, well, of course the easiest path would be to ruin the play, but that would put your brother in a precarious position, would it not? Yes. Hmm. So, what would make this advantageous to both of us is if Ignatius, your brother, Lord Larkard, found himself undesirous of a future in theatre at all. And perhaps if we can paint it so that Nellie is the reason for such disappointment, we can have our cake and eat it too.
6: Seems quite reasonable to me.
2: Mm. Though we no need to embarrass Georgina or Ignatius. Although I will say, should this event not go well, it will be a stain upon Georgina's reputation. But I trust she can recover, as long as it's not something that she's directly involved with. Maybe if we
6: can find a way to extricate my brother at the moment before the play begins, thus leaving the play without its star, but not necessarily... Destroyed, not in ruin, not in tatters, simply not
2: having gone on at all. Unfortunately, that would lead to the reputation of him abandoning things he's promised mm. to do. Yes, 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 yes. However, we could make some last minute changes to that play.
5: <gasps>
2: Nothing to do with Ignatius's part. But should there be rewrites? The night before the play, it's sent to the actors. And I will tell you, there are not that many actors in town. Many of them are working between our two companies. So a few bribes and a new script could fix things in the right direction.
6: Magnus's eyes kind of give off a little twinkle, and he smiles, knowing a secret that uh, Imogene doesn't. Are you quite aware, Miss Miss Galloway, that the female lead was just cast? You may be interested to know that Miss Burnside is going to be in this play.
0: Burnstone, I believe. Mm-hmm. Burnstone. Miss Burnstone. How no, you don't need to get her name correctly? It's not <laughs> worth knowing. No, no, no.
6: Burnside, Burnstone—that <laughs> Tabitha Cad, who so sullied your name at your own party.
2: Perhaps
6: this is a person who we don't mind completely destroying.
2: No. She's just in enough relation that it won't really affect me or my family directly. Oh, Tabitha, did you really think that this would restore your reputation being an actress? Oh, this is marvelous. This is wonderful, actually. Yes. And... I think we can use something that I do to our advantage. After all, if it's found out that she is seeing an actor in a carnal manner, well, that would certainly destroy a lot of things. And also actually promote an actor. I believe I know just the one for the part.
0: Oh, who is that? That would be... Can can I offer? I was thinking that Grantham Gilliam... <laughs> The oh, suitor yeah. Of, yeah. of Georgina is very nervous and a real sweaty guy, <laughs> but re- desperately wanted to be in this play in order to impress Georgina. <laughs> um, so he has volunteered to be one of the three actors with Tabitha and Ignatius. So Grantham Gilliam is going to be another lead. Tabitha's playing the Queen. Ignatius is playing the <laughs> lunchbox, and Grantham is playing a third character, which I'll let um Nelly decide. Nellie, who's the third character in this Wait, Gran- in Grantham this
1: play? is um the he's a suitor of
0: Georgina's. Georgina. Yes, yes, yeah. Georgina. Yeah. He wants to marry Georgina, yes.
1: Got it. Um Grantham is playing um various food items from mm. lunch box. <laughs>
2: yes. He is okay. the
1: <laughs> yes. There
2: is Grantham, however, he is a lord. And that would just raise Tabitha's reputation, would it not?
0: You know that Grantham is is a lord and has the title, but he is known to be totally broke. At this time, it was... Very common for people to, people couldn't, if you were a member of the landed gentry, you couldn't get a job, Mm -hmm. like you had no way to, to make income, so family fortunes would run out all the time, so Grantham Gilliam has run out of money, and all he has is his title... So hmm. his standing's not too great with the town right now. All oh, right. Set. My
2: understanding
6: his reputation can't go too much further down. I don't think it's too much to worry about.
2: I think that a scandal
0: with Tabitha
6: is just the thing.
0: And regardless, sex out of wedlock was very Big much no no. And we all know no one has sex out of marriage.
5: No. No, <laughs> <Ever>. no. <laughs> no, no. No, No, one. No. Mm-mm.
0: Not then, not now. No.
2: Well, I believe we have a plan, do we not?
6: The beginnings of one, for sure.
2: Now we just need to write this new
0: play. Excellent. So we leave these two schemers uh, watched over by the the butler, Jorvis. And I think we're going to uh, go to our next little scene of some rehearsals. (laughs) So we've got uh, Georgina there watching in, in delight, trying to, you know, help everyone be a good hostess and provide on her family's estate. Then we've got Nellie, who's not only the playwright, but is also serving as director, I would imagine. Yes, certainly. <laughs> um, a real Barbara Streisand type. No one else understands the direction of needed. <laughs> no, of course <laughs> right. not. Mm-mm. And we find uh, Ignatius, Tabitha, and Grantham all uh, in, in rehearsal here for the Queen's Lunchbox. And let's see, where are we? Are we on the in the gr- on the grounds of the estate where yes. we'd have a picnic, or are we in a room? Okay, I think there.
1: I think there's a an outdoor stage. Yes, with, we have um like, like an, an, an amphitheater
0: audience. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. you know, an amphitheater <laughs> for sure. Oh yes. wow, cool. Okay, we're showing off love how it. rich we are. <laughs> yeah, this new money. It was built especially for this yes. play. That that also increased the buzz that like London play critics were coming down. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. mm-hmm lovely I
1: think that when when we get to the scene Grantham has um, I've I've realized that Grantham isn't the best actor and so I'm b- getting very frustrated and maybe Ignatius is helping um, helping the two of mm-hmm. us kind of like <laughs> talk in a <laughs> constructive way yeah um, <laughs> Grantham, yes. If you're, you're a bunch of olives, okay? Be the olives. It's not (laughs) difficult. If you're gonna, right now, you look like an apple. Grab them, uh, uh, Jesus! Uh, uh, ra-
4: it's more of a, uh, more okay. of a brine, let- less sweetness and more brine, Grant.
1: Thank you, Ignatius. You're taking yeah. the words right out of my mouth. That's yeah. exactly what I want. Mm. Oh, um, let, uh, let me
7: let me try try it again. Um, yes. Uh, I, I am Ol- live. Oh loo stay. Ignatius. Yes.
1: Ignatius Sir the yes. queen I need you here. Oh, Step okay. in. Oh. I'm about to lose my fucking mind.
4: I'll tell <laughs> oh, you that father. Right. What, what? why did we why did not we take five?
3: Oh yes, what a oh what a splendid idea.
4: Yes, I think we could all use a bit of uh
3: Georgina, I need a water. <laughs> a oh water. yes. yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> Anne Anne do be a dear and go uh Better water, please, please. Water's all around. Oh, uh, right away, miss, right away. And uh, perhaps something a bit stronger uh, might uh, ease Lord Gilliam's nerves.
7: And and Brandy, right away, right away. Oh, dear.
4: Yes, a bit of uh, liquid courage. I understand the stage fright, uh, but... All the world's a stage and we are merely uh well in this instance inanimate objects being personified it's very conceptual Nelly very very uh, uh Makes Thank you, think. you.
1: Well, you know how I am. Um, uh, 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 tell me, did you see my plays—Abigail's small dance recital, or oh. Raising <laughs> Caroline, did or I the Battle of them? the Boarding School, Sweet oh. Cherry May, Plums, or the Rambunctious Rabbit's Lost Tail? You saw all those, correct? The,
4: uh, the Rambunctious Rabbit's Lost Tail is uh, one of my all-time favorites.
3: Oh. Uh. I do feel I have so missed out. On so much great entertainment during my absence, why, Miss Flintstone, I'd no idea that you were so prolific in addition to to being, well, very, very clever indeed. Though I shouldn't be surprised at all, uh, given how talented you were, even in your youth. Oh,
1: Georgina, that's very kind. Um, you know that it was after my mother died that I got into the arts, um, and you were there for me the entire time. So I do appreciate it. I really do.
3: Oh, the pleasure was truly mine for your kindness towards me, who had nothing. It made a lasting impression upon my soul, and... I am just so delighted that we now are reunited as equals in fortune. Yes.
1: Well, Georgina, I forgive me if this is getting too personal or TMI as they say. Um, but sometimes I feel like I might be a little bit evil. <laughs> you. <laughs> like like I like oh, I started off pretty Pretty good, like a good kid, and then just the years of only working in with my plays um I've sensed that m- my heart has turned sour
3: turned sour against what is good against what is good, why miss Flintstone? Nothing could be further from the truth why. Just look at this play that you have written that soon we will be performing as your grand return to good society following the unfortunate circumstances surrounding the ending of your engagement to Miss Galloway and also reintroducing my own family, including my brother, who has a great deal of good to offer. Miss Flintstone, my parents have turned their back. Well, that's not exactly true. Uh, My mother has tried to turn her back entirely on my brother, for she cannot see the good in him. But you, when I came to you and presented the idea of presenting this play at my family's new estate, it was you who said yes, and I do believe that I know the very man upon whom the success of this play's shoulder should rest. Within his stalwart wicker walls, it is my very (laughs) own brother, for in him... You see a man whom the rest of society would write off as a philanderer and a hedonist. And you said, no, that is a man within whom the depths of the queen's lunchbox can be contained. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. It had nothing to do with the fact that I was desperate, and needed (laughs) and and needed a location for my play. And (laughs) conveniently, you had a brother. It had nothing to do with that.
4: (laughs) While you're you're describing me this way, I think in the background you just see me like with Grantham, like he's. I'm just, I'm just sort of like rolling him, like we're practicing the choreography, where like I'm supposed to like sort of lift him up, and then he does like a somersault roll. Uh, as the as the olive, and then like run back to me to be a different olive, and he's just I'm like, yes, pick up the pace, Grantham. Very good. Oh,
1: oh. I am very grateful to your brother. Honestly, I might have killed Grantham if it weren't for Ignatius. I have to be honest, but yes, thank you for allowing me to put the play up here, and um, and I will thank your brother later for starring in it and and assisting me so much with the production, the pre-production, as they say.
3: Why, it is no trouble at all, for, I don't know if you recall, but in our childhood, I did make a very particular promise to you, one which I I certainly could not have upheld at the time, due to being so tremendously poor, and your family, why, you are all so rich, but it is my desire that perhaps now that we are of equal standing you will reconsider the childhood promise that we made to one another um it, remind me <laughs> what
7: Ooh, savage what was remind that
3: me. i'm sorry <laughs> oh uh, it it was merely that we would always hold one another most dear and support each other in yes. every endeavor. I can do that, and yeah. And face this <laughs> life hand in hand.
2: Can I give a resolve token to make Georgina tell the truth? Yeah. Will you take it? Will you take it? Ooh. Tell the full truth? Yeah,
3: I'll take the resolve
0: token. Yeah! Yes.
3: Listen, Nellie. If I may be so bold, but in our youth, not long before I left with my parents, I did make a promise to you that one day should I somehow make a fortune, which I did by virtue of being the child of a man who did, perhaps through scandalous money. Well, I... <laughs> correct. Blood money. You yes, can say it. It's blood, money. blood money. That is correct. <laughs> you can say it. But I made a promise to you that should ever I find myself in a greatly advantageous position of possessing a good fortune that I would return and I would take your hand in marriage.
1: <gasps> Nellie gasps. Um... Oh my God. I think I remember that. That's wow. (laughs) I'm like literally having deja vu right now. Like I totally remember making that promise. Georgina and Nellie takes her hands in her own and squeezes them and looks into her eyes. The reason I couldn't marry Imogene was because I'm so dedicated to my life as an artist and a playwright and a, now a director. Um, and um, I do a lot in post-production. <laughs> all of those. I, I'm sort of, I sort of do it all, you know what I mean? It's like a full, a full thing. Like my whole life is dedicated to this thing. And I didn't think it would be fair to subject her to a life where she didn't really have a partner or a wife or someone who could who could open her heart enough. And so I had to say no. I had to call it off. It was the only right thing to do. It was honestly on- the only good thing I've done in my entire life. And, and I know that I embarrassed her, but she'll get over it. I just don't want to do the same thing to you. And... I mean, unless you're cool with that. (laughs) Unless you're, like, down with it, like, with me, like, not being, like, the best wife, like, the best partner, kind of ignoring you a lot. Um, I spend a lot of time in my studio. I also kind of, I do music a little. um, But, yeah, if if you're, I mean... It just doesn't seem fair. I want you're such a lovely person. I want you to have everything. But like I said, if you're down with it, you know, if you sort of cue with it with me not really being there for you, then <laughs> then we could try.
6: Georgina, can I give you a monologue token for it right now?
0: Yeah, sure, totally. <laughs> <laughs> must. I must hear it. I see.
3: Well, It does pain me greatly to have you refuse and then perhaps renege upon that refusal simply by (laughs) saying that if I am happy to be a wife who is subjected to a life of total neglect by her wife, then you are willing (laughs) to accept my hand in marriage. But quite frankly, I didn't come up from nothing to be treated poorly and I must admit that I appreciate the amount of truth that you have so graciously bestowed upon me and that you show a greater level of respect for me than perhaps you ever did of Imogene Oh for sure, yes, Simply definitely. by virtue of the fact that you <laughs> sure. refused my hand in the first place And if I'm being entirely honest, I can marry whomever I like, due to the fact that I have a considerable dowry, and maybe it was silly of me, quite honestly, to think that by me getting rich that that meant that my only purpose in life was to return and to marry the first person that I said I was going to when I was merely five years old. So... Nelly, I accept your refusal wholeheartedly. Oh, Georgina, I love that, I love that. And instead, I wish to be your patron. So how about this? You and I, I will still make good on my plan, to marry you from our childhood I yes. will marry you thereby you will inherit my dowry but then the two of us we can have a conscious uncoupling I love that also we could do kind of like <gasps> an open
1: marriage kind of a thing you know like um, like you hook up with whomever you want to ho- like you know <laughs> what I mean Yes!
0: I just need a little cutscene of uh, Grantham Gilliam, who's been overhearing this whole thing. And this man, his inner state is mirroring the uh, all his roles that he's been doing on the stage. He has been on the verge of tears and hope so many times during this. And he's kind of like, okay, what's a conscious uncoupling? But he's listening very closely. I I think
6: this is also the time where he, like, fully. He, he is broken, so then he's now able to act. <laughs>
5: he's, yes, yes. He's, yeah, there's a good line. Yeah, you gotta the actors,
4: That's yes. how we all
5: survive. Now yes. you're
4: yeah. rolling like an olive. What happened? <laughs> brilliant, man. Brilliant.
1: Wow, Grantham <sighs> is killing it. He's literally kicking ass as an olive.
6: The 80s are over. And you're not kids anymore. Now is a much darker time. Something happened to you, and you got touched by the weird, and it made you wild, and it made you powerful. This is the world of The Lost Bay, a suburban gothic RPG. A Fever Dream set in 1990X and inspired in equal parts by dark fantasy, horror classics, and the 90s indie culture. After years of development, and thanks to the feedback and support of a community of early enthusiasts, The Lost Bay is coming to Kickstarter, featuring a full rulebook and complete setting designed by Eco, kick-ass art by Evangeline Gallagher, killer maps by Strega Wolf Vandenberg, and six additional modules by some of the coolest designers in the indie scene. So go to thelostbayrpg.com to be notified on launch. That's thelostbayrpg.com. Tonight, or
3: rather, uh, you know, tomorrow afternoon, when the luncheon happens, shall be our greatest triumph yet, and at yes. the end of it, I shall announce my intent to wed you. And then we shall use my dowry, the two of us, to create the greatest theatrical productions that this ton has ever seen.
0: It's a deal. And we shake hands, <laughs> <laughs> cordially shake hands. Ignatius, <laughs> how are you feeling about all this? Are you overhearing your sister? Like Grantham was close enough uh, to hear while he was like doing his forward olive rolls. Are you overhearing all of this? How do you feel about this crazy deal that your sister's I mean, making? I, I don't think
4: I wasn't. I wasn't eavesdropping. I was really <laughs> focused on like nailing the performance. But I definitely heard. Uh, Georgina, just at the end, go an- announce like that last thing you said very loudly, no. and I'm like, I, I think I-, I run over to Georgina and Nelly, and I go, "Oh, my dear sister, all grown up and marrying for tactical reasons." <laughs> It was so long ago that I last saw you. You were but a wee child, and now you are an enterprising, scheming young adult.
3: (laughs) Well, I must say that in some ways I learned that by going off to London with Mama and Papa. But frankly, I think Mama shall be proud of me. After all, she is more interested in one's character than one's wealth. And since I do intend to build this enterprise upon the back of having an extremely pleasing character while also possessing a considerable amount of wealth and in the process helping Nellie learn to be a good person again and also a great (laughs) artist,
0: this sounds like the start of a successful relationship. Hoping to change someone is always a good way, <laughs> yeah, to go into a relationship. Totally healthy.
6: <laughs> I can change them. Let's let's be open.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. So, as this sca- quite scandalous arrangement is being made by between these two young girls of seventeen, so not that young, to be honest. I'm so not thirteen yeah. anymore. Yes, You're not thirteen true. anymore. It's time to get it together. Um, We are going to finish off this rehearsal and take ourselves to the next day. We are nearing the end of this delicious feast, which means this next course is my favorite by far. Just desserts. For most, the frivolities of the day will be taken for face value, a single-layered cake to be consumed with little thought. The actors in their places, the audience shielded by the mystical ward of the proscenium. But some of you remember well the Bard's warning. All the world is a stage, and we are all its players. So, I ask you, my ravenous listeners... Will you be satisfied with the stale sheet cake served to the masses, or will you join me behind the curtain for a many-layered slice of a more scandalous confection? Some people have gotten up bright and early, perhaps some people so excited or nervous that they couldn't even sleep, knowing that the premiere of the Queen's Lunchbox in this newly built theater on the newly arrived Lockhart family estate is going to take place. There's perhaps, you know, a string quartet and uh, little coupe of champagne or sherry or tea for the guests as they arrive. Uh, a beautiful pavilion has been erected. And the ladies' maid is there. <laughs> and all of our other. Uh, the whole tawn. Everyone is in. Uh, is a Christopher place.
6: Hunter there? Is you, Christopher think- Hunter there? Can Christopher Hunter be there?
0: Christopher <laughs> Hunter! Christopher Hunter as as the that. stableman. He has been uh, overnight uh, promoted to a driver, carriage Whoa!
7: driver.
0: And he is. He arrives uh, looking, uh, he's left the country finery behind the rough clothes of a stable hand and is now in livery of a carriage driver. <laughs> and you see, he he's driving the carriage. Imogene has arrived to help uh, host this play. Per Georgina's invitation, Christopher Hunter whoosh, cracks the whips on this on this carriage, comes up, and you see he's wearing these, like, you know, the kind of quarter-cut uh pants. Breeches. Oh, breeches. Of a livery, yeah, the breeches, and you can see he's got strong thighs that are busting. <laughs> this man is cut.
6: Magnus Magnus kind of walks up to Imogen and just kind of like, as he's passing, just kind of like side-mouth mm-hmm. goes. I see you got in small pants. Nice. <laughs> um, was
2: there any other way I was going to trip? No, no. Yeah.
6: Nailed it. Nailed it. No notes.
2: Seriously, sincerely, it's one of the best performances I've ever seen.
6: If nothing else goes right today, worth it.
2: Absolutely, just so. Oh.
6: It's it's really a tragedy that he's sitting down as a driver. That's the biggest mistake. <laughs>
0: Christopher Hunter, no idea how hot he is, but very pleased to have received this promotion. And now also perhaps he can realize his dream of marrying Jorvis.
5: (laughs) And perhaps (laughs) the two of them
0: uh, can get together with this new promotion that's happened to him. (laughs) So Imogene is out of her carriage uh, exchanging pleasantries and plotting with Magnus. Our actors, uh, Tabitha and Ignatius and Grantham, are warming up with Nellie, perhaps, in a little uh, tent area, as the rest of the tawn trickles in to be seated. So where do we find ourselves and how are we going to kick this play off? so georgina has been
3: mingling amongst the guests as they arrived, acting as hostess uh it's the middle of the afternoon and she has on the biggest uh hat you've ever seen uh it's all uh like the straw that it's woven with is all dyed turquoise and it has peacock feathers Ooh. and her outfit is just very very extravagant uh her, like, overcoat is also, like, a shiny peacock collar and has big puffy sleeves on it. Uh, she's definitely uh, meant to be seen in this particular outfit. And she's, you know, shepherding people to their seats and, and uh, you know, welcoming people to her home. And then she uh, approaches Imogene. Oh, Miss Galloway. I am so, so delighted that you have accepted my invitation to introduce this play today. I cannot think of anything that would bring me greater joy.
2: You know, after thinking about it, I don't think there's anything that would make me happier either. Although, I will remind you, in polite company is Count Pez Galloway.
3: Oh, my, my apologies.
2: In private, it's certainly fine. You can call me Imogen, but... Well, I shall... One wouldn't want anyone to overhear or see any impropriety, would we?
3: Certainly not. And I shall, indeed, introduce you with your proper title when it is time for us to introduce the play. You're doing
2: wonderfully, sweetie. Nothing could possibly go wrong.
3: It really is a wonderful play. I'm so glad that you've come today because truly, I believe that within it, there is a message of love and understanding from Miss Flintstone about the wrongs that she has done you. Mm. It is truly unfortunate how... Your engagement came to an end. I th- I think Nelly comes up
1: at this moment, um, who's trying to be a better person now. Um, <laughs> Imogene, um, you look absolutely gorgeous.
2: Nelly, what do you want? You didn't compliment me when we were engaged. What's going on?
1: No, um, I really mean it. And the fact is, I should have complimented you more. Um, and. I do apologize for all of my behavior, for stringing you along, for not being mature enough. And, simply put, I did not deserve you. I see. This is
2: certainly not the right time to discuss such things, is it? Of
1: course, no. No, it's, um,
2: well, I am here to assist with your play, and we will leave future discussions for the future.
1: Absolutely. Well, I guess I'll get back to my olives and my <laughs> lunchbox
0: and mm-hmm. my queen. Nellie, I want to hear from you a monologue mm-hmm. about what has made you decide to do this opposite heel turn and become <laughs> a better person.
1: I, yeah. Um, I feel like it was just <laughs> Me, Katie, <laughs> <That> <laughs> wanting to be nice and that <laughs> wanting to be mean the whole time. Um, but we can cut that out of this.
6: Staying <laughs> in, it's all staying
1: in. Oh. Air. No, it's stay yeah, it's in. all staying in. <laughs> oh god, damn it. Um, yes. Well, <sighs> the truth is, two nights ago, the night of Imogene's party, where I was quite sour with everyone um, I was visited by the ghost of my mother and she, <laughs> she told me she said Nellie this is not the girl I raised you to be you were kind and gentle hearted as a young one I don't know where this temperament came from you can have your art and be good and truly kind and not make enemies. And then the rest of the dream was that I turned into a dog, um, and <laughs> um, and I ate a bunch of human pies. Um, so that wasn't very related to this. Um, but the, but the first part of the dream really stuck with me, and I woke up thinking, Nellie Flintstone, you're so old now, 17 years old. You can't be like this anymore. Make amends right now. And so that's what led to this change. Wow. (laughs) And soon we will
2: see the play The Dog and the Human Pies. (laughs)
1: maybe you know what that is honestly my dreams are kind of where i get all of the play titles from um so yes the dream of the dog and the pie will be coming next after the timber swindler which i
0: talked about earlier (laughs) outstanding um okay uh imogene and magnus earlier we saw you plotting to sabotage this play What do we find you doing moments before the time, the time before the curtain proverbial curtain goes up?
6: Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's all taken care of. I've passed out. Jorvis is, is doing his thing. He's passing out the new pages. Uh, You know, the trapdoor has been unstickied. Uh, So we're all set. Everything is good. A hundred percent underway really no way for this plan to fail.
2: Right. About that, um, Nelly just apologized to me. What? She she apologized. She doesn't say sorry, ever. I've never heard it. it's not even, it's not even a word in a place. No one apologizes. Mm. She doesn't know what the meaning of the word is.
6: Hmm. So... We're gonna have to undo some stuff?
0: Ignatius, you've just received some new pages of dialogue. <laughs> How are you feeling Last about that?
4: Last-minute rewrites? I can't work <laughs> under these conditions. <laughs> they completely undercut the themes of this play.
0: Grantham is fully hyperventilating. <laughs> oh,
4: this completely changes the character and tone of the final act. No longer is the the lunchbox and the queen able to reconcile their differences and instead it's a tragedy <laughs> well I, I simply we, we, we can't be reading from the book on stage I must simply memorize these lines I suppose but this is quite a turn especially after what Nellie had been speaking about with my dear sister earlier it doesn't make any sense
0: what do you What do you think this means? This is Gra- Grantham Gilliam is just is in a full panic. He's like, well, I'm not. I can't memorize these before we go on stage. Oh bother!"
4: You oh, bother. only got one different line, Grantham.
5: <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> oh
0: gosh, I can't memorize it. I uh, th- instead of the olive saying, "I <clears throat> I'll live for the queen." And now I'm supposed to say a death to the queen? What's in this? <laughs> it doesn't
4: this? really it make sense for an olive to say that, but it is in the script. <gasps>
7: it's in, it's the, in script. the
4: script, and the script is the is the holy book of the theatre.
7: What do we do? What do we do?
4: Ah, uh, there's is there any time to? Ask Nelly to make sure that these rewrites are final. No, there simply is not. We person must five, press. Five. <laughs> we must press on. Magnus, Magnus, we have to make sure they don't do this
2: play. What if this is the thing that turns Nelly completely evil? Like she was already almost there. <laughs>
6: We may have been too hasty. We didn't think about if they did the full heel turn. We just thought they'd kinda no, stay no, the I, same. I,
2: if anything, I thought she'd do the pretend heel turn to like get Georgina on her side, but now she seems to be sincere. And also, if that happens, we'll sour the relationship between Georgina and Ignatius, which is not part of the plan. Now that Nelly and them are fine, like they they're the thickest thieves.
6: It is incredibly true what they say, that no plan survives first contact with the enemy. This is no. entirely unexpected. Um, what do we do? What do we do? I think it's also this time that we hear uh, Grantham uh, kind of like openly talking about all the uh, arrangement that he heard about between Georgina and Nellie.
0: Oh, yes.
6: Uh, so now... Yes,
0: Grantham is, is spreading rumors, he, talking about his patrons...
6: Uh, So I think it's like Magnus is now hearing like, oh, wait a minute. His brother is like going to be doing something, might get embarrassed. This might blow back. But also, if this goes well, like, actually, he may be well off. Like, this actually might work out. So I'm looking at Imogene.
2: What do we do? Also, that arrangement's a little odd. But what do we do? I don't want to embarrass Georgina. I love her.
5: (gasps) What?
1: Can I do a monologue? monologue yeah. Can, um, Magnus, I want to hear a monologue about the love, Um, how you feel after Imogene says that she loves Georgina.
6: I think right at that moment, uh, up until then, this was like a fun thing. So uh, up until that moment, Magnus was like, this is cool, we're doing, like, a fun strategic thing. This is very much like playing war. Yes. But, like, all of a sudden, being um, in the town and being in good society was, like, fun for Magnus in a way that it never had been before. Second she says that, he immediately, like, it hits him that, like, oh, the reason this is fun is because I like this person. Uh, and oh. Because I love this person. Oh. So, all of a sudden, he hears that, registers it, everything comes into focus and, like, literally sees, you know, kind of halo around Imogen. Like, everything else goes hazy and it's just, like, you know, soft focus in a film. Well, if you love someone, you want to make sure that they don't get hurt, so we'll figure out how to fix this, you and I.
2: But getting married. Like, a month after my engagement to Nelly, they're engaged. For business purposes! <laughs> I, don't, I, 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 I don't want. I don't want. I have so many conflicting feelings about this, Baggers.
6: Listen, if what I understood from. What Grantham was saying—it was very confusing—but it seems like they have some kind of open thing, so you know there may be a backdoor <laughs> way in.
2: But <laughs> oh, I, I can't do things in the back. Well, that's. Tiring. Oh, you. <laughs> so crass! This Are is not a time. I do think this is the not back? the time. Yeah.
6: Not the time. We already spoke about it with Christopher Hunter. We—we're we're very clear on
2: this. also if, if we had Javis do this, how if it gets back to me, on um, what if it gets back to both of us? What if this entirely backfires? We need to get those pages back
6: as quickly as possible. And short of that... Really, no short of that. We have to do that. That's the thing we have to do. There's, there's actually no other <laughs> the, thing. The, the, that's the, the entirety the, of the plan is the pages. So, okay. Stage. Okay. Okay. And I, okay, I feel okay. like the
1: play problem. is just starting. It's just about to The play just,
2: is like. <gasps> gr- wait, the curtains are rising. you go. I have to see the announcement with yes. Georgina. I will stall. Go sketch, sketch, talk afternoon. to them.
3: Tell them what's going on. Tell them they need to go back. Ladies and gentlemen of the Tawn.
6: And as, as Imogen walks up to the front, uh, Magnus running off turns back and glances at her one time as she cuts the other side of the curtain <sighs> and then Aww. runs backstage.
3: Thank you all for joining us at our estate on this fine afternoon wherein it is not raining. The skies are merely gray, which is truly the best weather we could possibly hope for <laughs> in these parts. <laughs> While It is my great honor to host you all at our home, being that I am new to this town, or new again after my 12 long years of absence, dwelling in London with my parents whilst we made our fortune. It didn't feel right for me to simply step in and expect you to accept me as one of your own and grace me with with hospitality and good wishes. So it is my great pleasure to say that I have received the blessing and good words of our most beloved hostess throughout the entire town, known for her gracious manners and her ability to make all Feel welcome and acknowledged. It is my joy now to bring up to the stage to give this play the proper introduction that it truly deserves the one and only Countess
0: Galloway. A smattering applause uh, from the audience. Everyone is very surprised and tittering with excitement to see what Imogen is going to say about the new opening of her ex's play.
2: Imogen will go up to the stage. Uh, She is once again dressed modestly but tastefully, this (laughs) time in baby pink. Um, Mm. And uh, looks at the crowd and swallows once. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Uh, you know who I am, after all that gracious introduction from Georgina Lockhart, who I'm proud and honored to call a friend—not just in the past, but now. Um, it may surprise some of you to see that I'm here to support the creative endeavors of one Nellie Flintstone, whom to whom I was once engaged. This one month past, <coughs> indeed, some it is a surprising turn of events for even me, but it. sometimes one must do what one knows is right even when one has been disappointed. And um, truly Nelly's um, propensity towards the arts and romance, if it's only in writing, is a talent that deserves to be recognized and noticed. And um, though I may have switched my support to another playwright, I feel that I must come forth and do the one thing that I know will help Nellie moving forward, and that is to support the um, art. and also, uh, I feel that now is the time to address a few rumors around town. There are some <laughs> announcements that must be going on. There are a few things that we must do, some pre- quid pro that must come out. Um, first of all, Victoria, Victoria was not asked to leave my party this one month past. She was kicked out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She attempted to seduce my butler, who is clearly of a different persuasion, and said no. (laughs) So just to clear that one up, that is very true.
0: That is true. Victoria stands up and says, I won't stand for this
2: any Victoria, your ankles are showing.
0: It may not be Uh, the Victoria now, but you are still Uh, a holland. Anyway, so... (gasps) I'm leaving. Victoria leaves.
3: Good. (laughs) We don't want your prudish sort of company anyway. Yeah, and... um,
2: uh, there, there, um, there is uh, the rumor that Georgina Lockhart's family is trashy. That is not true. I have no It's the contrary, but it's not
4: true. <laughs> it's not true. The people hosting the event. <laughs> <laughs>
0: As Imogene is um, stalling for time, we find a frantic Magnus with backstage into this backstage tent and confront his erstwhile uh, adoptive brother Ignatius. Uh, he
4: he comes he comes across Ignatius like who's who's called together. Um, Tabitha is playing the female lead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. queen, and uh, yes, of course, the queen. Tabitha and Grantham, and, and he's saying. Which is why I think that even though we received these rewrites, we should do the play as it was written originally. (laughs) Because that's what we practiced. And if Nellie, these rewrites, I just don't think she was in her right mind when she made them. I just, they don't sound like her writing. And maybe she'll be mad at us, but I think in the long term we need to do right by this performance.
3: Fine by me. I'd like to spend my uh, monologue token to um, have Ignatius give uh, an inspirational speech uh, to yes. the rest of the cast.
0: <laughs> Let's hear it.
4: I know that Nellie isn't the easiest person to work with, but that that's where her genius comes from. She doesn't think like the rest of us. She thinks grander, more absurd. And mm, perhaps in this one instance, that absurdity of thought has led her down a path where she has made the wrong choice, and it is up to us, the vessels of her creativity, to steer us back on course. We practice this play over and over again over the past few days I think
0: I think let's say it's been about two weeks for the stage to get two built.
4: weeks they <sighs> flown by I feel closer to you Tabitha and Grantham than anyone else on this earth I love you I love you both yes and that is why we must do right by this play and must do right by our town our tongue, and give the performance that it deserves with the words that we learned and practiced not these last minute rewrites and if Nellie is so offended by that then so be it but I think she will see this performance as a true homage to her genius
7: here.
6: I think Magnus flies in and you are holding like the, the real script, like the, the good script, not the fake script. He comes in, smacks that script out of your hand I and goes, say. "It's it's a, it was a trick. Don't do that script. Don't Which? do that script. He picks up what he thinks is the real script, but it's actually the fake <sighs> script. He goes, you have to wait. do, this is the one that was intended. You were being you, tricked. You were being Magnus, tricked. Yes. I was being, wait. You were being you, tricked. You have to do the real script. And he hands you the fake script, not wait, knowing it's the fake these script. Are the, oh, you're sure?
4: Because I was just... Oh, no! <laughs> I'm oh? absolutely positive. Well, Magnus, I I trust you like a brother. Oh, no! he, he grips
6: you. He pulls you real close and like cups his hand around your face and pulls you close. He goes, I have always loved you and been proud of you. I know that you can do this. If this is the life you choose, I will... Oh, um, I'll attend oh, the theater. Oh. And we will make... you will make your mother proud of you. Just, you have to do the real script. The one that's in your hand. Because this is this the real one. one.
4: This, you're sure? I'm, this one. I have it under... You want to look under, at it to make sure? I don't need to. Okay. <laughs> Great, well, great, all right. You heard the man. Forget everything I just said. We're doing the rewrite.
1: Does he hear that?
4: Wait, wait. What do you mean rewrite? What do you mean rewrite? The last minute rewrite. That's what you've given me to hold. No, 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 no. And he throws
5: that one. He throws that one. <laughs> <laughs> so confusing. <laughs>
6: sorry, sorry, sorry. I sh- you know what? I it was I should have looked. I shouldn't have just assumed that you were doing the thing. You were you know what? Why don't we just rewind this? You were a step ahead of me the whole time. Oh. Break good luck. Best of best All of right. best of legs.
4: Break a leg? What do you do? I'm, do something with the legs. This is very I'm I'm in a very uh uh raw emotional place right now. I'm about to perform. I'm very confused but I'm going to take that and use it to be the best damn lunchbox I can be. And I and I bring Magnus in for an embrace. Thank you, brother. Give him a big one back.
6: He does grab, Magnus does grab one page with errant, uh, the the most embarrassing line, uh, and puts it back into Tabitha's script. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
6: Good. Gives you a hug and, and goes, makes his way to, uh, to his seat. And
2: furthermore... <laughs> I must address the rumor that I am a harlot that's easy to <laughs> overshadow. And um, actually, 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 I believe it's time for the play to get started. Thank you so much for attending. Thank you so much for having me, out. Let's get this play started. Let's go. Let's
1: go. Let's go.
0: And the play begins. The lunchbox comes out. The olives comes out. Ignatius, I'll leave it up to you. Do you do the original script?
4: Uh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good <laughs> and and how does the play go?
4: Um, I, I believe it begins with a with a bit of a dramatic monologue from the lunchbox. <laughs> the queen has many possessions: her crown, her jewels, her f- very many fancy ball gowns. But what of? The mere vessel that carries her lunch. That is what we are here to see today. For I am that vessel. The vessel of the Queen's lunch, her lunch box.
0: applause from the crowd the play progresses, we see a little montage of the olives rolling Grantham only messes up a couple lines um, and Tabitha and uh, Ignatius are able to cover for him and the play proceeds um, to much applause and at the end of it as Ignatius steps forward as the, as the lead, the titular lunchbox to take a bow you see his performance has moved everyone um, to thunderous applause, and no one is clapping harder than Chrysanthemum, his dear mother. She's the first one to stand up, and this art has truly melted this woman's heart, and she sees he's he's not uh, a hedonist. He's an artist. He's a wonderful performer, and uh, his mother afterwards comes up and gives him a big hug and even plucks a flower from one of the, the blooming um, bushes along the way and, and hands him a flower. Mother! Thank you! My boy, I'm so sorry for all the years that we've missed and I hope to truly make up for lost time.
4: As do I, mother. I wasted so much time resenting you and father, but you've left me with such... Loving family, and I and I look to Magnus and Mama Fitzgerald. You did right by me. You did what you thought was right, and I cannot resent you for that. I only hope that now we are all together at last. We can be a real family,
0: and so we shall.
4: And I don't, I don't want to know where the money came from. I really, I, I do. I don't need to know about that. You can.
0: I've told your father not yes, to tell me great, either. Yes, we're, just... we're all in the dark, uh, and rich. Do you want to know where my money comes from? No, Father.
4: No.
5: no, no. no.
3: Very interesting weapon
5: deals. Father, no. <laughs> I
3: have something to tell you. I have pledged my hand in marriage to one Nellie Flintstone. Oh, but do understand that it is merely a business arrangement. (laughs) Yes, actually, we are going to be quite happy as I use my dowry to finance our new theater company.
0: (gasps) Uh, Chrysanthemum faints. (laughs)
5: <laughs> the uh,
2: for she was only joking she was only joking it must be a joke it must be i admired the attempted at business acumen but a the theater company but
3: <laughs> papa mama you've seen what a great influence and, and what great happiness the theater has brought to the people of this small town do you largely in part to Nelly's very genius writing, but also the heartfelt performance of my brother Ignatius, whom you must see now is not a philanderer, but is a man possessed of many admirable qualities, for what is more admirable than being able to speak directly to the human heart, a gift which he possesses, in bounties. So I do believe that since we have been blessed with the opportunities that come with having acquired great riches... Yes,
2: from this industry...
3: (laughs) No, no,
5: no, no, no,
3: no.
2: no,
5: no.
4: It is truly
3: imperative that (laughs) we use that money to give back to society in a meaningful way and with Nellie, as my partner in, in business and in, in marriage, simply because that's the only way that she can inherit my dowry. Yes.
2: <laughs> Have you not heard of patronship?
3: Well, I just thought that it would be the easiest way for this me to to really that money easier. for myself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just a bit cleaner, you know? Um, <laughs> and I will say...
1: um, Ignatius, I would love for you to be my starring actor oh. in my upcoming plays.
4: It would be an honor, Nelly, to bring your genius to the masses.
1: Wonderful.
6: If we cannot convince you otherwise, I suppose you must live your dream, my darling.
0: Oh. It's going to take me some time to come around. Oh. I am a
6: very impassioned man. I can change my mind whenever I want. <laughs> as as this unfolds, um, I think Magnus is watching uh, Imogene to see uh, what she does. And he uh, slowly moves up beside her, uh, puts his hand kind of on the small of her back and just kind of leans in.
2: Thank you so much for your help.
6: It's not, it's not a problem. Um, Listen, I... Whether or not I look at I know a thing or two about... Unrequited love. If... If you're interested in just a bit more... Subterfuge before the day is out... I know a soft word in the right ear can move mountains and make fortunes... To help your beloved. And I point over to... Uh, two... Uh, like dark haired gentlemen with sunglasses on. Both of them have, uh, sunglasses. <laughs> have sunglasses, sunglasses
5: on. And they both have
6: um, theater critic, uh, like press credentials. <laughs> and I looked at Imogen and I, I love go, Whether or not you can have her, I, I don't know. I, I wish you the best. I do. But if you want to make her happy, I know I still have a few tricks up my sleeve we can try.
2: Imogen. Imogene is going to look at Magnus and then at the theatre critics and say I don't think it's up to me to make her happy and if Nellie's work can't stand on its own it's not worth as much as she thinks it is anyway however that it's not only room in my heart for one person
6: you're talking about Christopher Hunter right
2: <laughs> okay, that's not my heart and it's, I don't think it's yours either no
6: nor mine <laughs> <am> I. No. <laughs> I mean if he wants the uh, you know whatever
2: I mean <laughs> we shouldn't talk about this in polite company but I mean truly uh, but I think his heart is sworn to my butler I think uh, a thing but George's <sighs> But I have had feelings for you for quite some time as well.
6: Oh.
5: And I... You.
2: You know, I think... In the business of moving on, perhaps it's time to put this whole... Endeavor here behind me. Except I'm totally supporting the new theater company. Eustace is useless. I just want you to know that. It's <laughs> just I, a good investment. I might, have a gl- just, I might yeah. carry a bit of a grudge in my heart. But, but
6: the buzz from this one, I mean, yeah, you can't I, I got to make all good press is good. And Eustace
2: is truly useless. It should just
0: be his name. <laughs> useless.
6: <laughs> you just see Eustace in the background, just walking around, kind of sullen.
0: He's like over by the theater critics, like trying to tell them about his script and, and they're like trying to fight their way um, to Nelly.
2: He's not even a Marlowe to Shakespeare's, the Nelly Shakespeare. He's just like <laughs> people still talk about Marlowe in school. They don't talk about, they're not going to talk about Eustace.
6: No, it's the name. <laughs> Eustace, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's not going to... It doesn't turn off the sti-
2: tongue. It doesn't no. inspire anything. You don't really no. know how to
6: spell it right off the bat. It,
2: not yeah, it just even. Work. No, no. We're all very educated because we're all rich. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: and rich, everyone is. And hot. <laughs> and, rich.
4: and hot. And hot.
0: Rich and hot indeed. I can think of few days when such scandals were intertwined with so much success. While it is well known that the ton can be fickle, it is important to remember that on these rarest of occasions it can also be incredibly kind. While well, the rest of the ton will be at the mercy of time as they track the slow trajectory of the shots fired by our players today, I will not be so cruel. So please allow me... Or rather, allow my dear friend the postman to lead you on a leisurely walk to the terminus of gravity's rainbow so that we may reveal the results of all these delightful machinations. I do so love getting mail. I'd like to take it to our final epistolary phase, uh, which will serve as the epilogue. This play was quite successful, Nellie and uh, Georgina have this kind of scandalous, <laughs> Georgina's certainly a trendsetter, um, now t- making a trend for kind of open marriages, perhaps. We love Although it. marriages uh, for business purposes are quite common. Magnus seems to have accepted um, his wayward adoptive brother, Ignatius. And Imogene and Magnus confessed their feelings for each other And Ignatius has indeed managed to reconcile through the power of art with his uh, sort of bitch of a mom. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Very strong. So now we'll move... (laughs) <laughs> to our final epistolary phase where each of our characters is going to, uh, we're going to cut to the future. You decide it could be the next day, it could be 20 years, it could be a letter written from your deathbed. Whatever you want, you'll send one last letter that will serve as an epilogue for our story today. Um, whoever wants to start, go ahead.
3: <clears throat> All right. Uh, I'm going to... Send a letter uh, to my uh, parents. And this is some years later. Not so long in the future, but long enough that I've had some perspective. My dearest mother and father, I do so hope that this letter finds you in good health. Following the great success of Miss Nellie Flintstone, hyphen Lockhart's latest play, The Timber Swindler, we've truly found ourselves in a quite advantageous position. We've recently come into the possession of a small theater in London. It is, on the West end of London. I believe that it's a real up and coming area for theatrical performances. (laughs) So we have decided to invest the fortune made off of the success of Timber Swindler and open up a permanent theatrical space While I will miss the great joy of touring our productions around and bringing them to small towns about the countryside, much like that in which we experienced our first great triumph with the performance of the Queen's Lunchbox, (laughs) I do feel that it is time for us to put down roots in this fair city. After all, it is where we made our fortune through means I still don't entirely understand, but following in our family's great tradition, I shall now attempt to make my own fortune here. My investments have paid off quite well, and as you know, my partnership with Nelly has truly been one in which I am very glad that I invested myself by offering my hand in marriage so as to gain access to my dowry. I am delighted to report that I still have many, many suitors, men and women alike, who are now impressed not only by my great fortune, which is very much my own at this point, since it is all money that I have made by investing the money that was promised to me in marriage that I effectively used as a starter, and it's becoming (laughs) rather posh in London to expand one's horizons when it comes to what the exact nature of a marriage entails. So I am glad to report that I've brought no scandal to this family and have only been seen as an upstanding member of society who ought to be admired and you will be doubly proud of your son Ignatius who it is rumored they are actually creating theater awards around simply to recognize his brilliance. I do so (laughs) hope that I shall be able to visit our small town sometime soon and celebrate these great successes with you in person. Yours sincerely, your daughter Georgina Flintstone hyphen (laughs) Lockhart.
5: Yay!
0: (laughs) Excellent. All right. So
2: this is going to be a letter to Georgina and Nellie. And this will be around the same time that Georgina sends a letter to her parents a few years later. My dearest Nellie and Nellie, Georgina, please forgive the familiarity, but since we have entered into business together, I do think that it's wise to just drop the titles entirely. I just want to congratulate you on your newest theatre. I can't wait for me and my husband, Magnus, to visit. Um, Your business acumen has proven to be quite incredible, Georgina, and such a good pairing with Nelly's artistic eccentricities. I see now, though I've not said it since, that Nelly made the correct choice in breaking off our engagement. And I hope that we have a great deal of years ahead of us in our partnership and friendship. Magnus has taken to raising horses with our lovely stable hands as driver. <laughs> <laughs> so you have all met and admire, we know. He has recently decided to marry Jarvis, our butler, And um, we have seen fit to include them on a little bit of our profits from our business arrangement to see what they can do with it, as we have become quite fond of them and their assets. So we gave them some (laughs) love. Anyway, I think your brother's doing well. I know that he has expanded his horizons in London, and that his relationship with your parents has gotten much better. Um, I will say that, in a little bit of gossip want a little news from the town, that Tabitha has actually run away with one Lord Gillian. It appears <laughs> that that rumor that I spread a few years ago was not un not untrue, even though I thought it was. It's the. Scandal of the town. Rumors that they've gone to London. Who knows? Maybe they'll appear at your theatre company. After all, Tabitha is greatly talented in acting and little else. But it'll be nice to know that if she does run there, that she'll be an employee of mine. Well, at least that's what we're going to tell her, right? I hope so. A little bit of fast doesn't hurt anyone, right? <laughs> anyway, yours truly,
1: Imogen Galloway.
2: Galloway, uh, Fitzgerald. <laughs> oh. Galloway, Fitzgerald. Uh, I um, would, I
1: could go. Or you? Do you want to go? Uh,
6: yeah, I got I got a, a quick one. I think. Me too. <laughs> uh, I sent a letter to um Imogen from a a trip I make off to Paris. Mm-hmm. And I actually I actually sent uh, two things: a a letter to Imogen that just says, uh, I "Was thinking of you today." Brought you a little gift. Oh. And you, you look, and it's just a letter. There's, like, no package. Mm. Uh, and on the back of the card, it says, look outside. <sighs> and you see a delivery uh, of a small package to Christopher Hunter. And he opens it up, and it, it is, like, the shortest shorts you've ever seen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My dearest husband knows me so well. It's a gift for both of us.
6: Just XO, XOXO, Gossip Girl. <laughs>
0: Obsessed. Oh, obsessed. Perfect wedding.
2: Perfect gifts. You know, perfect match. Everything's great. Nelly.
1: Oh yes. I um uh Nelly will send a letter to Daddy Flintstone. Um, this is several years after all of those events, around the same time, and it says, "My dearest father." I hope life is treating you well. Um, I just wanted to update you that I'm no longer a dependent, as I'm making quite a bit of money on my own as a very successful playwright, director, post production coordinator, <laughs> um, and stylist. Um, and I also do music on the side. <laughs> Um, I know it's been a while since we've last spoken and seen each other, but I do extend an invitation for you to come out to my next play, which is, of course, The Phoenix and the Antelope. Um, It's very promising, and I do hope you will accept the invitation and come out to see it. Um, And I also wanted to say that I do hope that you find it in your heart to forgive me for being um rather difficult growing up after mother died um I think that it took a while for me to process my emotions and my feelings and I do know that I was quite a bit sour um and I do hope you can forgive me and that we might be able to have a relationship someday um please write back yours
5: truly Nellie
0: And uh, finally, we'll get a letter from Ignatius.
4: Yes, I, I would like to write a letter to my my brother, Magnus. Dearest brother, I, I want you to know that although it's taken me some time to realize it, I, I appreciate what you've always tried to do for me as we grew up together, and even into our young adulthood. What I often ridiculed you and made fun of you for being so straight-laced and uptight, you were trying to take care and look out for both of our well-beings, and you always saw more in me than I even saw in myself. When my parents left me, In the care of your family, I had a chip on my shoulder that perhaps I was not worth taking with them. And you never saw that. You only saw the worth that was in me. And now I am able to share that with the rest of the world through my craft and art of acting. And I'm so glad that you have a- have been able to find happiness in your own life as well your your good lady wife is very lucky to have such a fine and upstanding gentleman for a husband i spent so much time longing after the family that i lost that i never was able to truly appreciate the family that i had all along and i want you to know that i love you deeply and truly P.S. The current production we are working on, The War of the Dogs and Pies, has quite a lot of swordplay. And I worry that perhaps uh, it is not as accurate to the battlefield as it should be. Should you ever have cause to come to London Town, uh, I'm sure that we could see to it that you could consult on the production and perhaps add your bit of uh technique and precision to what is otherwise uh well uh quite fanciful work my darling we are to
2: London oh, truly <laughs> Truly. meaning to go yeah, let's, let's, yes. let's let's I tire this time it's petty gossip. Let's go get more gossip from the big city.
6: But real quick, one last look, one last look at Christopher, Christopher
2: Hunter. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We bring him. We bring him. Before we leave the world of Habershire, there is one last letter. You see in a hut some years later, uh, Christopher Hunter in a little, (laughs) uh, in a little uh, cabin shared with the butler Jorvis on the estate of the Galloway Fitzgeralds. You see Christopher Hunter penning a letter uh, by candlelight. Dear Mum, working for
7: them rich folks sure is crazy. <laughs> Why, just only today they changed my uniform once again. This time they've got me in shorts, short pants, no proper for swimming, barely proper for swimming, hardly proper for taking care of horses and yet these rich folk have given me more than i could have possibly imagined and my husband jorvis has supported me every step of the way hope this letter finds you in good health and long warm skirts or something my knees sure are your your loving son Christopher. Oh. Yay. And with Yay. that we end
4: our story. His parents girlfriend. know he's a snack. They Amazing. know. It. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah.
4: This is a good game.
0: Sometimes yes. you aim for Austin and you land on Molière <laughs> and we'll we'll take it. <laughs> much to everyone uh for playing i I deeply appreciate and love every every member of this wonderful cast today and you our dear listeners before we go let's just do a quick uh go around and see where we can find everyone everyone's very busy creative people all real real making real art that you can listen to um so katie let's start with you
1: Yes. Um, hi, I'm Katie Maravich. Um, You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok at Katie Um, And I have a podcast. Sorry, never seen it.
3: Um, and
0: that's all.
3: <laughs> Great.
0: Emma, how about you?
3: Yeah, I'm Emma Fife. You can find me all over the Internet at my name. Emma Fyfe, E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E. That's all F's as in Frank. No S's as in snake. They sound the same on the phone or when you record them into a microphone and they go into somebody's <laughs> ears. Um yeah, I uh, I am a, a senior producer at Fandom and GameSpot and all of our various ventures that are owned by Fandom these days. So if you're ever on any of the Fandom wikis and you see some video playing,
0: there's a good chance that I made it. Nice. <laughs> awesome. How about you Persephone?
2: Hi, I'm Persephone, uh, Persephone Valentine. You can find me at Persephera. That's like Persephone plus Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. Um, anywhere online, I stream a lot on Twitch. You should go check me out. I do a lot of video games, makeup, and just general shenanigans that uh, I will eventually get in trouble for. Um, I'm most active on Twitter. I know it's dying. Um, I'll find something new to do, but yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me there. Uh, yeah, um, I don't think I have anything going on that I can talk about yet. So, ooh, scandal. Maybe.
0: Love Scandalous. it. Scandalous. <laughs> How about you, Nathan?
4: Uh, I'm Nathan Yaffe. You can watch my comedy drawing show, Drawfy, on YouTube and also Twitch. And uh, you can also watch me play video games uh, every so often on Twitch as well uh, at Nathan's other show on there.
7: Love it.
6: Brian? I'm Brian Flaherty. I host this podcast uh, and others, including the 20 Sided Podcast. And I'm a producer on Sounds Funny Radio, an improv comedy podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian Flaherty. Flaherty is F-L-A-H-E-R-T-Y. And uh, if you want to hear more about my thoughts and my co-producer, Elliot Davis's thoughts on tabletop role-playing games and actual plays, you can head on over to the 20 Sided Newsletter. It is a free bi-monthly newsletter for people who like games, make games, and like making games.
0: Awesome. And I have been your facilitator today. My name is Carolyn Page. You can find me everywhere online at Jacuzzi Tubs with two Bs. Uh, I stream on Twitch under the same handle, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And you can also find me every Wednesday night hosting Fuck, Mary Kill Champions on the You Jokes YouTube yeah. channel. So please come Great check time. that out. And Great then job. also you can, uh, get, thank you, you can catch me doing various stuff uh, on Dropout. So... That's our story, everyone. Thanks to the creators of Good Society um, for letting us play their wonderful game, and thanks again to all of our players.
4: Huzzah! Well Hail and well met.
0: Hail, well, well met.
4: Good Society, more like good game to play with friends.
0: Yeah, that worked really well. <laughs> As our tale comes to a close. I would take this time to remind you that the game of good society never ceases. It is ever played in one way or another by practitioners both amateur and expert. In this world, there is only one question that really matters. Are you a sheep? Or are you a wolf? So, I ask you to consider, dearest listener... Which one are you? There are those among you who may believe yourself to be mere spectator in the trifling games of peerage and nobility, but if I know anything, I know this. We will all take our turn, for the wheel of the tawn will only stop turning when reputation ceases to be currency, and when love and scandal are no longer such inextricable bedfellows. I suspect this game's comforting cadence will continue for a very, very long time. Ta, for now.
6: Hey all, it's Brian. Real quick before you go, If you like this show and you want to support more great seasons, you should head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and jump into the Dice Pool. That's the name of our one and only Patreon tier that's just $5, where you'll get additional actual plays and extended talkbacks each and every month. We'll see you there. Splash! If you're hearing this, that means you listen to every last second of this episode. If you're not caught up yet, that's great because then there's plenty more to listen to. But if you are caught up and you simply can't wait for the next episode, then you should head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and become a member of the Dice Pool. For just a few bucks a month, you'll get cast talkbacks, original games, and a full-length bonus actual play each and every month. As of the end of 2023, there is already over 20 hours of bonus audio plus a whole bunch of other goodies to enjoy. So head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and jump into the dice pool. We'll see you there.